0: Welcome back, uh, good morning, good morning as you guys get back to your seats. I wish we could play that song from the back, Do-do-do-do-do. you know, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, this is actually, you know, one of my favorite parts of service is just getting to meet new people and, and saying hi to people and welcome, uh, welcoming people home. Uh, it's just an important part of Destiny Church, so uh, welcome home if nobody's told you yet, welcome home. Uh, This morning, we are doing things a little bit different, like I've already said, and I just love it. I love the different flow. Uh, So this morning, we're actually going to do offering uh, right now. We're going to be doing offering, okay? Uh, (laughs) Amen. All the givers are like, yeah. Uh, So here at Destiny Church, we believe that offering and giving offering and giving of our tithes is a part of worship. Um, If you're new here, maybe it's your second or third time. Um, th- listen, this isn't for you. Don't feel like you have to give. Um, this is for anybody that calls Destiny Church home and wants to worship with their giving, okay? So if you're new, you're a guest, don't worry about giving. Um, like I said, un- unless you want to, then amen, you can you can uh, join in with us. Uh, but this is just for everyone who calls Destiny Church home. Uh, so this morning, I'm super excited and proud uh, to have uh, Bryant up here, Bryant Purdue. Um Amen. Uh, he is an awesome, he is an awesome new addition to the uh, DSM family and also Mama Lowe's here because it's been, you know, he's been the 252 kid for a long time. Um, but Brian's heart to give is absolutely amazing. That's right. Absolutely amazing. He blows me away with giving. Uh, when we started doing the, the shoes for Africa, uh, he'd always bring quarters and he, he would scrounge up money wherever he could in order to give. Uh, to that, and, then, and now he's been giving to the um, the Pavilion Village for the, the playground, and we're trying to do some renov- uh, some remodeling and some different things there at the orphanage in Africa, and so, but Bryant, he's always giving, and he's always excited to give, uh, and so this morning, I just want him to share a little bit about that, and, and I'm excited to just partner with him in this time of, of giving, so. Here you go. Hey
1: everyone, my name is Bryant Perdue, and I'm going to read, um, Malachi 3.10. It says, bring all the tithes unto the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of the heavens armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. (laughs) And I've been taught to tithe before I do anything else with my money. And every time I give, God has blessed me with more than I could imagine. And we give out of the obedience of the word, of, of God's word, and and in trust. So today I encourage y'all to test God like in this verse because he is faithful. Thank you.
0: Amen. Good job. Y'all give him a hand. Come on. Um, uh, Just so you guys know what you're giving to, uh, you guys aren't just giving to a church, you're giving through a church. You guys hear Pastor DJ all the time. You guys are impacting and making a lasting impact, not only in this church, but this city and this region. Uh, We've also, um, like Pastor DJ brought up, uh, I think about a week ago, uh, we've been trying to give towards our goal of repairing uh, that roof on on the trailer. And also those just the renovations and and the fixes that we had to do from that last little tornado that kind of went through here. Um, so we're still giving to that. Uh, praise God, I believe. Uh, it was like a $15,000. Uh, but if I'm not mistaken, Pastor DJ told me there was already like 4,000 of it raised. So praise God. Come on, y'all. Put your hands for that. That's amazing. Hey, listen, that is you guys. That is you giving, giving to something that's going to last beyond you. This young man is going to be preaching one day, right? <laughs> Those kids are going to be worshiping here. This, this is beyond me and you. We give because we see the vision. We see that these kids, they're gonna outlast us and they're gonna be preaching in here, and they're gonna be healing people in here, and they're gonna have healing services, and it's gonna be amazing. Right. It's gonna be amazing. And that's what you're giving to. Right. Okay, it's not it's not for anything else, it's it's for that. It's to expand God's kingdom on this earth. And so I'm gonna ask Brian to pray, and, and then we'll receive offering. The, the buckets are actually already in the front. Uh, we're gonna pray. Uh, and then we'll, we'll show a little video after we pray. And then as the video is going, you guys are more than welcome to come up and give. Go ahead and pray.
1: Father God, thank you for this day. Thank you for waking us all up this morning. Yeah. Thank you for allowing us all to have a safe trip here so we can learn about you. Thank you for giving us all, um, helping us all not be shy coming up on stage. Um, thank you for... Allowing us to be able to give and not have to hide it, and being able to worship you and not be slaves to sin, and help everyone to stay safe, help this youth to be every um, staff member on the basketball game. Amen. Ow!
0: <laughs> oh, oh, man. Okay, amen. Praise God. All right. Go have a seat, Brian. Uh, You can take your Bible. All right. Uh, Hey, he's so awesome, you guys. So, we do have a YMCA fellowship, but you're about to see it. Uh, We do have a little announcement video that the teens made. Um, And so, as that's going, if you want to give right after, uh, the buckets are in front. God bless you guys. We love you. Today's
2: rowdy day. Make sure to check out the smugglers in the trailer next door.
1: And remember, you can't do life alone. Hi guys, come out today at the Bradford Branch YMCA at five o'clock to seven thirty p.m. There's going to be basketball, swimming, and free pizza. Come fellowship, guys. Praise in the park. To Christ in the Park on September 4th. It will be at 3 p.m. to dark. We will have worship and food.
2: And don't forget your lunch here. And if you would like to know more about our church, please sign up for First Step at DestinyChurch.al and meet us
3: Come on, come on, come on. Let's give it up for our students and our kids. Man, what a good morning. Uh, good morning, Destiny. Everybody having a good day so far? Come on. Well, if you're new, hey, Miss June, if you're new, uh, I am DJ along with my wife, Jules. We get the honor to pastor here at Destiny Church, and we love you guys. We love you guys. We love you guys. It is so awesome to come in here and see everybody and just fellowship all the time. And I know this is all different today. I told you, I warned you. Like last week and the week before, that, that we're going to do what he tells us to do. Um, sometimes we're going to receive offering when you leave. Sometimes we'll receive offering in the morning. Who, who cares? It doesn't matter how we do it. Uh, it's just a great opportunity uh, to give and to just listen to the Lord. So uh, there are a couple things as we're still doing this uh, that if you are new to the church, do me a favor. Uh, fill out a connect card for us. It's a, it's a little form for you that you can fill out. It tells us that you were here so we can reach out to you and answer some questions about the church, pray for you, whatever that is. We just like to touch base with you. We can't do that if you don't fill out the form. So it's that simple. I I can't reach you if I don't know you. So fill that form out. Drop it off at Connection Point or give it to an usher. We'd love to have you uh, fill that out this morning. Uh, Also, uh, go ahead and download our app, our Tithely app. You can download that uh it's all over the church there'll be little spots you can get it so if you download that app it's going to give you all the notifications about what's going on at destiny it's going to allow you to access all the information about destiny so it's just going to be a wonderful way to stay in tune with what's going on here uh while you're at home or doing whatever so you can't miss out on anything uh one thing they did they did a great job with announcements uh they really did um One thing that they didn't put in there, which I want to bring up because I think it's really important, is our baby dedication. So on September 19th, we're going to be dedicating babies right here. So uh, sign up online let us know. If you have a young child that hasn't been dedicated yet, if you have a young baby, a uh, brand-new one, whatever it may be, come on out, sign up on the, on the 19th of September. We'd love to honor you, and uh, we, we, get to, we get to bless these babies, and we get to uh, get them prepared for what God wants to do in their life and, and, and really challenge the parents to do that. So that's what I love about baby dedication, so get them out here. Oh, I think that's everything we're going to talk about. we got all this taken care of. Let me pray, and then we're going to get into something special. So, Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord. Father, you are so good. (laughs) Father, we thank you for this next generation. We thank you for our youth and our kids, Father God. We thank you for the leaders, Lord, that have poured into them week after week after week, Father. We just we just thank you that, that, that we can't do this without you, Father. We thank you for that strength. And Lord, we surrender to you this morning. Touch my heart, Father God. Touch touch everything in me right now to speak a word that's for you. And Father, I ask you to touch Reagan. Father, fill her heart up with, with your joy, your love, and your word, Father, so that whatever she speaks will land on the ears and the hearts of everyone in this room. Father, we just thank you and we love you in Jesus Name, Amen. Amen, Amen. Come on. So, so here's the thing. It's I love what Kevin said uh, uh, this morning about our kids and about our next generation. And what you're seeing is all the gifts. The, 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 these these are kids in our church uh, that have been being taught, and, and and they're raising up with him. And what he does, is he has a plan and a purpose for each one of them. But we're going to give them an opportunity. Okay, when we come in here, they have an opportunity to share. The gift that God gave them. They, they get an opportunity to do that because we're open to that. Which means it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. Okay, you should be able to share what God puts on your heart in the gift that he's put inside of you. And, and that's being in obedience with him. Because are, we are all his children. And he says, man, I want to bless each and every one of you. So this morning, um, we have a, a, a short message from another phenomenal student. Uh, she is nine years old. She is in fourth grade. Her wonderful parents are Gary and Brooke Rawlings. They're over here. So what I want to do is I want to give a warm Destiny welcome for one of our very own, Reagan Rawlings. Come on up. Is that better?
2: speak, I would like to pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to speak today. Please let someone help um, get to know me and help someone reach this message today. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everyone. How are y'all doing? (laughs) The name of my lesson today is Sticks and Stones. If everyone would please turn in your Bibles or your Bible apps to Ephesians 4.29. I'll wait. (laughs) So there's going to be different versions of the verses in different Bibles, but they're all going to mean the same thing. I will be using the ICB version, which is the International Children's Bible. Ephesians 4.29 says, When you talk, do not say harmful things, but say what people need, words that will... help people become stronger then what you say will help those who listen to you we've all heard the saying sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me and we all know that's not true words can hurt way more than a stick or a stone words can stick with you like a bad memory for life so we need to say helpful things not harmful things people think it's okay to say harmful things but it's not it can hurt other people's feelings and make their week miserable it can be all that they think about. So, you, well, if you're watching this, you need to help make this stop. We need to choose kindness. This leads me to my next verse, Proverbs twelve twenty nine, which I call "Careful What You Say." The verses say, "Careless words stab like a sword, but wise words bring healing." The world s- seems to like people who say things that embarrass and hurt others, but That's not what Jesus wants us to be. We should use our words to build people up, not tear them down. We shouldn't use bad words or say things that can make people wonder if we really love Jesus. It can be hard to do when we get upset or mad, but we have to remember to pray it out, not yell it out. Mm. My next verses are James 119 through 21. I call these verses, Think Before You Speak. The verses say my dear brothers and sisters, always be willing to listen and slow to speak. Do not become angry easily. Anger does not help you live a good life as God wants. So put out every evil thing and every kind of wrong thing you do. Don't be proud, but accept God's teaching that is planted in your hearts. This teaching can save your souls. Everyone gets angry and frustrated, but we can't just say the first thing that pops into our minds, pray first. Before you argue back, pray. Before you answer someone else who is angry, pray. Before you say anything, pray. Just ask Jesus for help. You don't even have to pray out loud. You can pray inside your head. I now understand why I am not allowed to say some words that other kids can. I have to be an example and shine God's light. In order to be different from this world, you have to be an example of Jesus, and we have to talk and act differently from those around us. My final verses are called God Knows Everything. This scripture is Psalm 139, 1-4, and it says, Lord, you have examined me. You know all about me. You know when I sit and when I get up. You know my thoughts before I think them. You know where I go and where I lie down. You know, where, well, everything before I do. Even before I say a word, you already know what I'm going to say. Since he already knows what we're going to say, we need to be careful with our thoughts and our words.
3: That's right. Come on, give it up. (laughs) Woo! Y'all better watch out. It's getting real up in here. Come on. You know Mama Lowe's been warning me for years she said, don't give them a chance <laughs> she was they will take over the service it is so awesome so blessed I'm just so blessed man she did an amazing job one more time come on <clears throat> Wow, come on, come on come on Whew. I don't even know <laughs> you all got the best of what you're gonna get <laughs> But that is so good. Oh, man. So, uh, wow. Man, I'm so proud um, of our children's ministry and our student ministry. This is what we're called to do. And they're doing it. So, so if you want your kids to be part of something special, then you know where they're supposed to be. You know what they're supposed to be doing. Because they're not just coming in to hang out. They're not coming in to play games. They're coming in because God's working in their heart. And He's showing them. He, he, he's, he's downloading stuff in their hearts. And now they get to start expressing that. They get to start sharing that. They get to start doing what, what God really wants them to do. And if we don't give them a chance to do it in here, how do we expect them to go do it in their schools? How do we expect them to do it on the streets or with their friends? If we can't even give them an opportunity in a place where everybody loves them. I mean, that is so, so powerful. So I love each and every one of them. But I will tell you that today at Family Day at the YMCA, I'm not going to love the students as i take them down um so don't forget that man we're gonna have a blast today come on out. it's family day so all this ties together we have family day at the ymca bradford ymca um at 5 to seven thirty tonight so Show up. We're going to have a good time. We have the basketball courts in the inside, and we have the pools, and if it's raining, there's enough stuff to do inside, so we're not going to cancel all kinds of stuff, but it's going to be a fun time, so come on out. It's not just for families. It's for anybody that wants to come out and join in, because we are a family. Okay, when I say family day, it means family. That's what this is. This is a family, so you get to come out, get to meet people you haven't talked to yet, get to spend time with people you haven't seen yet, Uh, but it's going to be powerful and wonderful. And today is rally day, and I know they talked about that. So I was really, man, uh, God has been moving on me this morning. And today's rally day. So I'm going to try to move through what He really wants me to say um, because t- this morning has been awesome. And uh, we're going to spend some time next door, try to find a small group, get plugged in. Make sure you're not doing life alone. You can't just come in here on a Sunday and leave. Uh, it gets lonely that way. you know meet and then maybe it's not through a small group, and maybe it's not through a ministry, but you know what? It's through relationships. So, so the point is, come to church and meet somebody that, that you can start hanging out with, you can start doing life with. That's so important uh, that, that we're doing life together with other people. So wow, oh man, that's really good. That's such a good word. That's such a good word. Uh, words. Watch our words. And it's funny because I had no clue really what she was going to talk about. Um, they really did not like clue me in on stuff. So it's funny. I, I've got the same as No, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I wouldn't get away with that this morning. But here's the thing. We are in a brand new series. Uh, we picked it up last week called Faith. Um, and Faith comes in all different shapes and sizes. So we are in our Faith series uh, we came out of identity. We're in faith because faith is the next step to building the foundation. So your identity was the very first step. Who are you? Who are you in Christ? And now faith is how we activate everything God wants us to do is through faith in Him. So so that's our next step and where we're going. So it doesn't matter, like like nothing. None of this matters as far as how long, um, how long we've been in this. How long we've been in this walk? Because I've seen people that 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 give their hearts to Christ in one day, and they have more faith than somebody that's been doing this for 30 years. Because that's how it works. Okay, so it's important that we understand that faith isn't based on how long you've been a Christian or claim to be a Christian. Okay, that that, that has nothing to do with it. So, And I really want to touch on some stuff. But one other thing that that I saw that I really wanted to talk about um, was our faith for what I believe is going to happen in our church. Um, Tomorrow starts our fast. I talked about it last week. I said we're going into a fast. Uh, I believe in fasting. I believe in praying. I believe that, that there are certain things that, that, that praying just isn't enough. It takes praying and fasting, and I talked about that last week. So we have, we have dedicated a moment of fasting starting tomorrow. I don't know how long. That's between you and God. But corporately, we're going to come together and we're going to fast Okay, and and whatever God speaks to you with that, I don't care if it's a day, if it's an hour, I don't know what he's going to tell you to do. I ask you to pray about it. That's why I gave it to you last week. But we are praying for healing. We're praying for healing specifically for Mama Lowe. And I don't know why she sat on the front row. (laughs) It's so much easier to talk about this when you ain't there, girl. But here's the thing. We're 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 believing in healing and we're going to do that through fasting. We believe through prayer and fasting. So what that means is it starts off tomorrow. So tomorrow evening at 6 p.m., we have our normal prayer night. I ask you to come join us. We're going to have an opportunity to come together. Tomorrow night, we're going to pray together. We're gonna, we're gonna, we can get in here and worship, but I'm just telling you, it's powerful. So please be praying about that. And like I said, I don't know what you're going to fast. That's up to you and God. I don't know how long you're going to fast. That's between you and God. I just ask you to ask him. Okay, but, but I know at least for, at least for one day. We're all going to be on the same accord, and we're all going to be doing it because we're going to walk out with no regrets, right? We're, after this fast, we're like, Lord, we've done everything. So we can be at peace knowing that, that he is absolutely sovereign, and we can't ever say that we've not done everything we possibly could because that's what I believe is going to happen. So, so that's coming up, and we'll be there Monday. So today, um, wow, this kind of ties right in to, to what we've been hearing. So um, we're going to go to Luke 8. So if you have your Bibles, Luke 8. Um, I'm going to be coming to you from Luke 8 40 through 48 you've heard this probably multiple times I don't know how you've heard it um, but I'm going to be reading out of the TPT Uh, this is a a story that is that shows up in three of the gospels that's probably not going to work yeah there we go Um, because I'm have to read it from up there sometimes So uh, this story shows up in several of the Gospels, and you can read them all, and they have different things. So I've studied all those. You can read every translation. They come out differently. I'm going to read from the TPT because I like that version, and it actually ties in, and I'll speak to the rest of them. Okay, but if you have your Bibles, here we go. It says, When Jesus returned to Galilee, the crowds were overjoyed, for they had been waiting for him to arrive. And I'm going to stop right there so you can go back. I'm probably going to just go through this slowly. Because what I love about this one verse is that Jesus is returning, so he's already been there. Okay, he's already been, and now he's coming back, and they know he's coming now. See, the the first time you're on the scene, everybody's a little like, who is this guy? When you come back, now now they're excited because what's it say? It says the crowds. It didn't say a couple people. It didn't say a crowd of people. It said crowds of people were overjoyed, overjoyed. Okay, jumping up and down, overjoyed, waiting for him to arrive. Just waiting for him to get here. So he's coming back. Then I'll pick it up in 41. It says, just then a a man named Jairus, the leader of the local Jewish congregation, fell before Jesus' feet. He desperately begged him to come and heal his 12-year-old daughter, his only daughter, because she was at the point of death. And as Jesus started to go with him to his home to see her, a large crowd surrounded him. So here you see a man, and he is a leader of a congregation. He's a leader in a Jewish community, and he finds him in this crowd, and he falls to his feet, and he's crying out. He's begging to Jesus. See, I'm going to talk about two kinds of faith today. This first one we're talking about, I call this an emergency faith. You've probably not heard it that way before. But but I've seen it that way before and you see it right here. He knows that there's something going on in his life that he has zero control over. And he obviously knows he's he look at he, he is a, a leader of a synagogue. So he knows who God is. He's done all the right things. But he says, now I'm going to fall at your feet because I have so much faith for you in you right now. So much faith in what you can do because my daughter's dying. It's emergency faith, like my last cry out, my last beg. We've done everything. No regrets. And now I'm crying out to you because you're it. You're it, and he's crying out to him. It's an emergency. And it's not something for him. It's nothing that happened to him. This is about his daughter. And you see this, it happens all the time. You see people cry out in emergency faith, a desperate cry. Have you all been there? I'm pretty sure I'm speaking to the right crowd. I've been there. I found myself crying out desperately for a 12-year-old girl, my girl, praying that organs start to work again. I know what it's like to be desperately in this faith moment where you have nothing else to do but cry out. And you're like if only you you're the only one you're the only one so I've been there and I know what it's like but you know I learned something from this that 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 I was using that as a last resort because since that moment since we've had restorative stuff and since I've seen my daughter running around and now she's 20 and she's doing wonderful things and when I see that I go you know what Lord when that happened yeah that was emergency faith (laughs) I said, but i got to get so much better at covering my family and covering my kids and covering my friends and covering my church. So I started praying every day, and I started covering every one of them every day. I said, I'm going to have faith, lasting faith, that before I leave the house, my kids are prayed up, that my wife is prayed up, that my family is prayed up. Because I don't like that spot. And I'm not saying that's a bad spot to be because Jesus responds to that he does there's nothing wrong with that but i didn't want that to be my last resort i wanted him to be my first one and a lot of times we forget that because we live in a world we live in a world where we go everywhere else first we seek everything else first and then we come back at the very end and we go well you're it that's not the faith he wants us to live in he says come to me first come to me first Verse 43, it says, In the crowd that day was a woman who had suffered greatly for 12 years from slow bleeding. Even though she had spent all that she had had on healers, she was still suffering. So here you have this amazing thing, and now you see Jesus is leaving with him. If you go back, you can see in that verse, Jesus started to go with Jairus. He's going with him to his house, and a large crowd is with him, and out of this, this woman is in this crowd, and she's been suffering for 12 years, and she has tried everything. She has what they call an issue of blood, an issue of blood. Most ladies know what an issue of blood is, but this is continuous issue of blood. She won't stop bleeding. So you really break that down and really look at what she's going through. This is serious. She's anemic. She's weak. For 12 years straight, nonstop. And she she, she, here's the thing. She couldn't just go to the store and get anything to help her. Like this is continuous, and everybody knows her because this doesn't happen. Right? And if you go, everybody knows her. But here's the thing. Levitical law, here's the problem. Levitical law back then says that she's unclean. If you go back to, uh, we'll go to Leviticus. Leviticus 15, 25 through 28. It says that when a woman has a, and I'm trying to to keep this as level-headed as possible. When a woman has a discharge of blood for many days at a time other than her monthly time, or has a discharge that continues beyond that time, she will be unclean as long as she has the discharge, just as in the days Of that period. So if you go back to that, it says when you when a woman is in that time frame, she is unclean. She can't do anything. She can't touch anything. Everything is like nobody can come around her. So there's a lot of stuff that stipulates. This says she will be unclean for the entire time. Says any bed she lies on uh, while her discharge continues will be unclean, as in her. Her bed during her monthly period and anything she sits on will be unclean as during her period. Anyone who touches them will be unclean. They must wash their clothes and breathe with water uh, and bathe with water and they will be unclean till evening. And then it says when she is finally cleansed from the discharge, she she must count off seven days. And after that, she will be ceremonially clean. It says if she even touches somebody, they're dirty, they're unclean. So you can imagine what she's going through for 12 years, walking around. She has an issue. She has an issue. That's what it's called, an issue. How many people here have an issue going on in your life that other people know about that you just don't feel so good about all the time? Because she's doing this for 12 years, and hers might be blood. Yours might not be. Maybe it's an addiction. I don't know what it is. I know this is that it's not good because I've been there. I've walked around with shame, with people looking at you weird, going, you're that person? This happens a lot. It ties right into the word we just got. How many times have you spoken words into somebody that caused it? Maybe somebody spoke words to you, and that's your issue. You walk around with a depression issue. You walk around with an issue that somebody spoke into your life, and you can't break it off you. She's doing it for 12 years. She can't go anywhere without people moving, getting out of the way. They want nothing to do with her. She has nobody to love on her, nobody to talk to her, nobody to have dinner with. This is what this lady's dealing with for 12 years. So what's your issue? And she tried everything. It says she tried everything. Everything means that she spent her livelihood, her energy, her money, her hope, her passion, her desire. Everything in her life went to trying to be healed. How much money and time and energy have you spent on your issue? Without taking it to the person that can actually fix it. Nothing was getting better. It said it was actually getting worse. And unfortunately, he's the last place people go for healing. See, and here's the thing. I believe that this is a church where healing happens. And I believe we have to, and it's not about the church. It's all about him. But I believe we need to be a church where people can walk in this door with issues. People can walk in this door with issues. And when they walk in. They walk into the presence of the Holy Spirit. They walk into the love. They walk into everything that will clear every issue from them, and it's not us. It's not us, and it's not this building. Okay, it's all him. It's all him. This is why we have to steward his glory so well. This is why we have to do what's right, because we want to make a place where people can walk in with issues and be completely healed. And it doesn't matter what that issue is. (laughs) You know, you might even... You might see some people up here jumping around and dancing, and then you might not be used to that. I jump up and down and dance, and I cry out all the time. Why? Because I had issues. And I'm going to jump and dance for joy and scream and shout for joy because he took every issue I had. That's why we jump and shout. We don't jump and shout just to do it. We jump and shout because we've been wrecked. And he showed up and said, I can fix you. And guess what? I'm going to give him everything every single day, day and night, night and day all the time he's going to use it i'm telling you if we can dance and shout through this if you can do that think of the people that come in that see that they're dealing with stuff and they go if you can do it i can do it if you can do it i can do it because here's what he's really good at he'll take everything the devil meant for evil and turn it to good everything you've been through Everything you walk through, however many years you've been going through it, no matter what, if you give it to him, he goes, I'll turn it to good. Hmm. That's what I love about testimonies. Because when God wrecks you, when God does something in your life, all of a sudden you become a, a story. You become, you become a, an example that's going to help set captives free it gives people hope that's why testimonies are so important like there are no perfect people and the smallest testimony could be the biggest testimony to somebody else because there are people dealing with issues (laughs) because that's what we do we come in with issues but the biggest thing you need to understand is that when you're dealing with an issue you got to get in his presence because the only healing, the only way healing is going to take place is when you have a face-to-face encounter with him. We, we tend to go to everybody else. We want people that represent him. We, want, we think pastors can do it. We think prayer partners can do it. And he says, if you have a face-to-face encounter with me, I'll heal you for sure. <laughs> like done. Not saying that you can't. Not saying that the anointing doesn't flow. What I'm saying is quit looking for people and look for him. If you look for him, you're going to get the answer you want. Mm. Because here's what I know. If you can get your issue in the right environment, he can transform it. He can transform your issue into something amazing. He can transform your issue into a a story. He can transform your issue into freedom. Anyway, that's what she's doing. She's in the crowd, and she sees him. And she's like, ha-ha. This is it. I need him. So it says in 44, it says, Pressing through the crowd, she came up behind Jesus and touched the fringe of his garment. Instantly, her bleeding stopped and she was healed. Instantly. I call this intentional faith. This is intentional faith. She already believed. She she already believed that he could do it. She just needed to get close enough. She wasn't asking, like, like, can he do it? She goes, he will heal me if I can get to him. Mm. She wasn't going to sit around in the back on her lawn chair listening to people worship and waiting for Jesus to come up and share a word to see if she gets healed. She goes, I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to be so intentional that they're going to have to stop me. I'm going to grab him." I'm going to touch him. I'm going to do whatever I can to get my hands on him. Intentionality. She wasn't going to miss her moment. And she was willing to go through all the crowds to get to him. And think of the people she's going through. They know her. They know what she looks like. They know what clothes she wears. I can see her wearing something dark that she's trying to cover herself to hide. And they know what that looks like. So when she's coming in, they're trying to separate. Because they don't want to be unclean. They've been picking on her for 12 years. And now they're staring at her. And she's trying to come through the crowd. (laughs) So here she is going to the one place. That's how desperate she was. That's how intentional she was. She says, I'm going to go to the one place where nobody wants me. So I can touch the one person who can actually heal me. But here's what I love about that. They're trying to get out of the way. So here's what I imagine. I imagine that as she's trying to walk up, they're parting the crowd. Because they don't want to be close to her. So basically, she doesn't have to push her way through because they don't want to be unclean. So what they're doing, her issue is now giving her a straight path with no obstacles, to go straight to the one who can do the healing. All right, so we get so caught up with our issues, and the issue is the one thing that's getting her to Jesus. She wasn't getting to Jesus any other way. It was a large crowd. She said, this is my issue. And because of that, they opened the way, and they got her straight to it. So if you have an issue and people are saying things about you and talking about you and and picking on you or if they've said different things, if you feel shamed, if you feel isolated, if you feel lost and depressed and anxiety, whatever your issue is, it's okay that people don't talk to you. It's okay that people push you out of their lives. It's okay that nobody's calling you up to go hang out. It's okay. You know why? Because you're on a path to Jesus. And if you're on a path to Jesus, the less people in your way, the better you are. Okay, so here's what I tell all those people get out of my way. Like, I don't care anymore because I want the one person who can heal me. I don't need a friend on the left or a friend on the right. I just need him. So don't get caught up in all that. Don't get worried. Don't be worried about how many people told you you're not good enough and how many people said they're not going to ride with you or roll with you or whatever it is. Because when they're out of the way, you got a straight path to him. And that's all that matters because that's where the healing comes from. He's the only one that can fix it. <laughs> you know, I'm so, I'm so glad people got out of my way. I'm so glad people just got out of my way and they didn't want to talk to me no more. I'm so glad my friends left me. I'm so glad. I'm so glad my family walked away from me. I'm so glad people got out of the way. Because it gave me a straight path to him. And that's the only thing that got me back on track. I could try anything. Nothing else would do it. He's the only one. Mm. Man. So Jesus was using her her issue to clear a path. He took once again what the devil meant for evil and he turned it to good. Mm. And she came through the crowd and she touched the fringe. Remember, this isn't about the fringe. This is not about the, the, the prayer cloth. This is not about any of that. It's not about the shawl. It's none of that. Nothing. It's who was wearing it. Because there's a lot of them there. <laughs> there's a lot of people wearing that stuff right then. Whole bunch, And none of them would have done anything. So it was the fact that she had the intentional faith to touch him. That's it. And she doesn't need to get close to him. Like I said, it's all about proximity. The closer you get to him, the shorter the reach. (laughs) The closer you get to him, the shorter you have to reach to touch him. Mm. All she did was touch him, and she was instantly healed. That's it. Verse 45 says, Jesus suddenly stopped and said to his disciples, Someone touched me. Who is it? Someone touched me. Who is it? While they all denied it, Peter pointed out, Master, everyone is touching you, trying to get close to you. The crowds are so thick. We can't walk through all these people without being jostled. And Jesus replied, Yes, but I felt power surge through me. Someone touched me to be healed, and they received their healing. So this is why he's saying it out loud, because he has a crowd of people around him. And he wants them to know that the one that touched me, she's healed. The one that pushed through the crowd that, that you don't like, the one that you've been putting down for 12 years, she's healed. They weren't picking it up because they didn't see her yet. They had no clue. But he was saying, I'm going to say it out loud. I'm going to say it out loud because, see, she wanted healing in private, like a lot of us do. See, see, we want to take our private issues and we want to go home and we want to pray about it and want to say, Lord, If you'll just bless me here, it'll never, no one will ever know, and it's going to be perfect, and you're going to make it better, and no one will ever know. And he says, whatever's in the dark will come to light. But with this woman, he says, guess what? No, You might want it in private. I want it in public, and not to hurt you, but to bless you. He goes, I want everybody to see that you're healed, because guess what? You're going to be a trophy for me. You're going to be a trophy of transformation that I get to put on the shelf and say, I can show everybody what I've done. I can show everybody, and that's going to change lives all around you. Man, I want to be a trophy on the shelf. I really do. I want God to use me that way. I want to be that one that they say, man, but look at him. Because we all have issues, and we all got to walk through them. But, man, if you let him use you, you become a trophy. And he says, I will show somebody. I will use you to help change somebody. And I could imagine how Jay Iris was feeling right here. Here he is, a man of God. Here he is walking. He's got Jesus going in the right direction. He's like, We're going to my house. And he just stops and says, The power's left me. And she's healed. Could you imagine what's going through his mind? Like I have a 12 year old daughter at home dying. And your power just left for who? The lady we've been picking on for 12 years? Seriously? My daughter's dying. See, but here's the problem. (laughs) See, sometimes Jesus is going to pick intentionality over emergency. And I'm not saying either one of them are bad. Faith is faith. And he's going to answer emergency faith. But man, Today, he was picking intentionality. Okay, And here you see J. Iris, he, he's upset. He's frustrated. How many times do you get frustrated because somebody else is getting healing and you're not? How many times are you getting frustrated because somebody gets a miracle and you don't? Somebody gets a pay raise and you don't. Somebody gets an A on their paper and you don't. Somebody gets invited to a birthday party and you didn't. How many times do we look at this stuff? And here you see somebody is just going mad. He's, he's getting upset because somebody else got a blessing instead of him. Because he doesn't know the future. He doesn't know that his blessing's coming. Because Jesus is big enough for everybody. Okay, he's big enough for everybody. He can bless everybody. If you don't get blessed, if you don't get your miracle, it's not because he, did, he couldn't do it. It wasn't because he wasn't good enough to do it. It wasn't because he wasn't strong enough to do it or powerful enough to do it. He's sovereign. His will. And it bothers people though that that, that he stopped in an emergency to deal with intentionality. I truly believe that I truly believe that the way we honor a miracle determines the capability of how we walk out our own. We need to start honoring the miracle that's happening all around us. And when you honor that, you'll be able to walk in your own miracle. You'll be prepared to walk into your own miracle. So we celebrate those things, even if it's not you. It's called honor. It's a principle of honor. That's what we do. So we can't be jealous every time somebody else gets it. Verse 47 says, When the woman realized she couldn't hide any longer, She came and fell trembling at Jesus's feet before the entire crowd. She declared, I was desperate to touch you, Jesus, for I knew if I could just just touch even the fringe of your garment, I would be healed. So she couldn't hide any longer. She touched him and she tried to go the other way. But I believe that the same way she came in was the same way she went out (laughs) and everybody started spreading apart. And some version says he looked right at her. Some translations say I looked her in the eyes. And he called her out. He knew. He knew exactly who it was. But he needed her to claim it. In front of everybody. He needed her to claim it so that they could no longer call her an issue. They could call her transformed. They could call her healed. That's what it's all about. Because you can't hide from him. He's always there. Hmm. So it says, and this is one of my favorite parts at the end. So here she comes back, and she cries out to him, and she tells him. Some versions say that she told him everything. So here she is in front of everybody telling him everything. And everything means everything. This is who I am, and this is what happened to me, and this is what's going on. Sometimes you just have to tell him everything. Sometimes you just got to find your spot and go tell them everything. Hmm. Says Jesus responded, beloved daughter. The first thing he says to her, beloved daughter. Says, beloved daughter, your faith in me released your healing. You may go with my peace. So his first response in front of everyone was beloved daughter. He didn't want to just heal her. He wanted to restore an identity that was taken from her for 12 years. He goes, I'm not just going to heal you. I'm going to restore everything that's ever happened to you comes back to me right now. And it comes back to you because I'm going to give it back to you. I'm going to restore it all. (laughs) And I wonder what was going through her head. I wonder what was the dialogue in her head. Because that's where it starts for us is in our head. Because she knew that if she touched him, he'd be unclean. Think about that. That's all they were taught. She's reading the law. She knows the law. Anybody I touch is now unclean. So she went to Jesus, not can you heal me, but may I, may I come to you. May I touch you. Because she was so worried she was going to make him unclean. And there is nothing, <laughs> there is nothing you can't take to him. There is nothing you could take to him that would, that would make him unclean. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what was going on in her mind. What was that dialogue? She's telling herself, you know, if I touch him, he's going to be unclean. If I just get close enough, can I just get a little bit closer? Can You know, I'm just going to push through. So what's your internal dialogue with your issue in your life? With whatever you're dealing with. Are you saying, well, I struggle with this because my family's always struggled with this. And it's always going to be an issue in my life. And, oh, well, what am I going to do? Nobody can help me. I've tried it. If that's how you're talking to yourself, that's what you're going to receive. We need to change the way we speak to I'm healed. I'm forgiven. I'm shameless. I'm restored. I'm a son. I'm a daughter. I'm a prince. I'm a princess. It's an internal dialogue. So when you have an issue, we take it to them. But we get so caught up with our own little thing, man. We, we talk ourselves down all the time. So what are you saying to yourself? She knew if she got permission to touch him, that transformation was guaranteed. And that's all she wanted was transformation. She had intentional faith to touch him. So can I ask you today, I really want you to think about this. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what issues you brought to the table this morning. I'm going to ask you to surrender all your issues to him. It's time. It's time, and you don't need to walk out of here. There's no degree of dysfunction that cancels your permission to touch him. There's nothing you've ever done. You know, I wish somebody would have said that to me. When I got saved, you know how long I thought I couldn't talk to him? How long I couldn't come before him because nobody ever talked to me about that? I thought, when I get my life right, I can't wait. When I get perfect, I can't wait. You're never going to be there. You're never going to be there. He says, come to me now. You have not done anything that I I can't deal with. No one ever gave that to me. It took forever for me to realize who I was. Man. So it's time for freedom and, and freedom. We're not talking freedom like like a greater distance from the, the the last time you did something to the next time you do something. I'm talking about freedom like I don't even think about it anymore. Like it's not even a chance in my life anymore. That's freedom. So so I don't want freedom from just something for a couple more months because last time it was one month. And before that, it was a week. I want freedom where I don't ever think about it again. And that's the freedom he offers. He says, I will give you it all. Complete freedom. But you got to come find your way through the crowd. you got to come find a way to touch it. Touch my cloak. Get close to me. Get in proximity to me. Surrender it to me. Man. Because who the sun sets free is free indeed. That's the freedom he's talking about. I love this. Grace is a, is God staring at your issue in the face. Not throwing his hands up, but staring at your issue in the face, saying that's the last suicidal thought. That's the last bit of anxiety. That's the last bit of you're not good enough. That's, the, that's it. It's done. It's finished. That's it. That's what he does. He's getting to work for you. And it doesn't matter how long, how long you been bleeding? It <laughs> doesn't matter how new it is or how old it is," he said. "If you take, if you just bring it to me, I'll fix it. If you just drag it into the light, <laughs> if you just bring it to the light today, it." can't stay darkness can't live in the light so everything you keep inside of you everything you keep privately everything you don't let out of you and tell somebody about that's where it festers that's where it lives that's where it grows when you actually start speaking life and you say you know what i need to go talk to somebody about something and guess what i need to talk to somebody that's not going to judge me about something this is why we need more spiritual fathers in our lives because you can go talk to somebody that's not going to judge you but they're going to pour into you. And that's where freedom comes from. Because if you keep it in the dark, it grows bigger. But when you bring it to the light, it's gone. There's freedom in the light. But you got to get it there. you got to walk it there. you got to have the courage, the intentionality to say, I'm done with it. But, man, we hold everything inside. And we try to hide everything. There's just freedom in talking about your issues. See, Jesus knew who touched, who touched him that day. And I believe today he wants to do the same thing. I believe this morning he's saying, who touched me? Because there's somebody here that's touched him today. He says, who's touched me? And he's calling you out. He's calling you out into a freedom. He's calling you out into a light. So I want to give you permission for that this morning. As we wrap this up, I don't know if we can get somebody to come play some music or do something. Come on, brother. I love you, man. Such a talented kid. Come on. I believe he's trying to say this morning, beloved daughter, beloved son. You're healed. But he can't do it if you're not willing to take the steps. If you're not willing to push through the crowd. If you're not willing to say, I need it. She dealt with it for 12 years. How long are you going to deal with it? That's a long, long time. Oh, man. So quit hiding your issues. Quit exhausting yourself with every anecdote and everything the world says you have to do. Because I don't ever want your your freedom to be something you tell people. I talked to the best doctor and he gave me the best pills and, 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 and they talked me off this and they did this and they did that. It's all for his glory and it leads right back to him because he's like, I'm going to be the one that gets all the credit. But I can't do that if you don't come to me. So I'm going to invite up our prayer partners. I just believe... Today we're going to end on a whole different note. I know our altar is open. I want to pray with people. I know our prayer partners want to pray with people. I know we have look. We we have students. We have kids. You want to talk about faith? We have some prayer warriors up here. I just need you to have intentional faith this morning. And here's my thing. I don't care if you're serving. If you're like, yeah, but I'm serving. Yeah, but I'm doing this. That's not what this is about. I'm more concerned about you getting freedom than serving. So don't ever think if you're, you know, and I'm not picking on you, but if you were up here playing keys, you can't say, well, I was playing keys, so I couldn't get freedom. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. This is more important than everything else. You need to have intentional faith this morning. You need to make your way to Him. You know, maybe, thanks to Reagan, this hit me in the head, that, <laughs> that maybe you're the issue. Maybe you're the one that's been speaking bad words to people. Maybe you're the one that's been talking to people and been putting people down, been saying things that they don't need to hear. And what you did is you, you put something in their mind that has now sunk down into their heart. And now we don't know how long they're going to deal with that we don't know how long they're going to carry that burden we don't know how long that's going to take so you need healing from that you need freedom from that i just know there's a lot of trophies in here this morning there's a lot of people in here that he wants to throw up on his shelf and say you know what here's here here's a trophy of transformation here's a trophy of intentionality because nobody else can do it for you Nobody else can do it for you. So I just want to pray this morning. We're going to open the altar. You can come up if you need prayer. It is small group day, so you can go. Over. It's right in the trailer next door. You can please go over there and see if there's any small groups for you or check them out online. But I'm going to pray right now, and I want to open up in prayer. And I want to say this, this altar is open. And this is a place where you can come and you can talk to people and you can talk about things. And there's the comfort of family in this house. That we're going to stand by you. We're going to walk it out with you. We're going to get you the right direction. Get you moving where you need to go. Doing what you need to do. So I'm just going to ask everybody to stand to your feet. As we close out. And as we open up the altar. Don't walk out of here with the same stuff you came in with. Don't make it another year. Don't make it another day. Don't make it another hour. Don't make it another minute. Oh, man. He's walking through. Don't miss your chance to catch him walking through. Don't miss your chance for healing. Hmm. Father, we love you. Oh, we love you, Lord. We thank you. Father, we thank you that, oh, you are so worthy. We thank you, Father, that we can come to you, that we can... Oh, we can touch you, Father God, that we can get in close enough proximity, Lord, that you can heal everything that's damaged on the inside of us. Father, that you can heal everything that somebody spoke into us, that you can heal every issue inside of us. Oh, Father, we just love you. We thank you that you care that much about us, Lord, that you would stop an entire movement of a crowd to heal one person. So, Father, I ask you to search the hearts in this house. Search every heart in here. Father, I ask you to give them courage, give them boldness to push through the crowd, Lord, to come up and get the healing that they need, to come up and seek you first, Father God, and put you first. Father, we just, oh, we need you right now. Uh, Father, I ask you to touch the hearts of those, Lord, that, that, that have issues or that are the issue, Lord. Father, you'll clear their hearts. You'll, you'll correct their speech. You'll, you'll not let anything come out of their mouth that's not supposed to come out of their mouth, Lord. Father, we just, oh, we just need you more than ever. So, Lord, we surrender to you. If you want to know Jesus for the first time, now's the time. Come up front. Come talk to somebody. If you want to accept, accept him as your Lord and Savior, come up front. We'd love to pray with you and pray over you. Love to talk to you about the next steps. But, man, without a relationship with him, you can't touch him. Come on, rain on us, holy. Come on, rain on this house. You know that song, Rain? I'm just messing with you. Come on, Father. Touch this house. Touch these people, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you that you just said there's no time limit because it's raining. So don't be in a hurry to leave. Receive what he wants to give you this morning. Be it a relationship or be it healing. We're going to open up this this opportunity for you to come see him. So, Father, we love you. We thank you for what you're doing in and through the hearts in this house. Father, we thank you for the healing that's going to take place. We thank you, Father, for, for everything you're going to do. And Father, we surrender this to you. Father, we ask that you protect us and guide us and lead us, keep us safe this evening. Father God, keep us safe in this upcoming week. Father, we ask you to touch everybody that's dealing with sickness in their life, everybody with a family member that's sick. Father God, right now we bind up any sickness in their lives. Father, we lose your peace, your comfort, your wellness on them, Father God. We ask you to mend and heal anything, Father, that's not, that's not right, anything out of alignment and people's bodies we command it back in right now father we surrender to you holy father have your way in this place have your way in our lives father make divine appointments in this upcoming week so that we could we can display our trophy to other people father god let our testimony help other people find you lord open the doors that only you can open and close those that need to be closed father we love you and we thank you and we lift you up this, this morning, and we give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Come on, y'all. You guys get something out of today? Come on. He is good. Don't forget to go and talk to somebody in small groups, and we look forward to seeing you tonight. Um, but, man, you can whew, have a wonderful, blessed day. Yes. Two seconds. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, I, I forgot about that one, not intentionally. <laughs> yeah, so if you know, we've got the, the hurricanes coming through, and I heard it's, it's, it's raging up to a Cat 5, it's getting strong, it's getting ready to go through New Orleans, this is like 16 years since the last one came through exactly like it. Look, if you were part of that, when when that came through, it was bad. So guys, come on corporately, can we pray together? Let's just take a moment. Let's pray for everybody in the path of the storm. Father, right now, we surrender that to you. God, you know what's going on. You know the path. Father, we believe you can redirect that storm. Father, We, we believe, Father, you can move mountains, Father. So right now, we declare protection, Father God. Put a hedge of protection over everybody in that area. Everybody in that area, Father God, we ask that you cover them right now with your protection. Give them a way out. Give them give them the peace and the comfort knowing that you're in charge and father we we just declare right now that there'll be opportunities for people to come in father god to restore it even better than it ever was father so we ask you to protect them and guide them father god we lift everything up this evening this morning father god we surrender everything to you father god have your way in this lord have your way and guide us and lead us in anything we need to do father we just love you and we thank you in jesus name amen amen come on y'all Good job, man.